Hello, proper football, proper football speaking. Good afternoon, proper. It's Commissioner Buddy. I haven't formally called to give you congratulations on the People's Champion victory last year. Oh, and uh, that late round keeper steal with Mahomes. Bapes and I, we were watching from the Magic Kingdom, and did you do a terrific job or what? The way you rallied the support of the entire league to the point where they created an award for you? It's a fantastic achievement. Congratulations. You're absolutely right, Mr. Commissioner. I did win big, and I worked hard for this. Um, we worked a lot, but I would like to confess that I had an opportunity to learn from you. Uh, in fact, I'm thinking I should mimic your fancy flamethrowers more directly, because apparently they get me direct com phone calls from you, which uh, I'd love more often. Don't forget about the podcast. That's a very important thing, too. I think your country is very happy about that. Well, yes. Uh, to tell you the truth, we're trying to work hard because we want to drain the swamp of uh, people like fourth and nine inches and bring in many, many new people like smoking blunts. You're, you're a great teacher for us in that. Well, that was very nice of you to say that. And I will say the commissioner does a lot for the proper football franchise. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more than the other team owners are doing, and they should be helping you more than they are. Ten Foot does almost nothing for you. A lot of the other owners are the same way, so I think this is something you should look at but the commissioner, the commissioner has been very good to proper football. I wouldn't say that it's reciprocal necessarily because things are happening that are not good. But the commissioner has been very, very good to proper football. Yes, I, you're absolutely right. I, I can tell you I met with Tenfoot and uh, I met with High Decibels and I told them they're not doing quite as much as they need to be doing to help. Uh, fourth damaged the hammer. Um, many of us remember that and received zero sanctions um, I'm very grateful for you doing what you can to bring awareness to the other team owners when it comes to delivering sanctions on fourth and nine inches I, I would like you to do us a favor though because our levels have been through a lot and proper football knows all about it you were a member of the Illuminati last year and I would like you to find out what happened with the whole situation with Tally they say collusion with holding courts I don't know I guess you have one of your people, the judgment emails, they say proper football has access. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I would like to have this year's Illuminati call you and your people and get to the bottom of it. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if that's possible. Yes, that is very important to me. For me, it's very important that we are open for any future cooperation. Well, good, because there's a lot of talk about Tally. Terrible this, terrible that. I heard you had... Good judgment struck down by a biased court in last year's Illuminati, and I, uh, and a lot of people, want to find out all about that, so whatever you can do would be great. Tally went around bragging about how he stopped the prosecution, so it sounds kind of horrible to me. I will have the current Illuminati give you a call. Thank you, Mr. Commissioner. I, I believe I can be of assistance. Good. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate that. Whenever you want to come to Epcot and drink around the world, you just let me know. But I can't promise not to embarrass you in fake London. <laughs> Mr. Commissioner, that would make my year. Absolutely lovely day, and it, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that was simple, and now my full plan to destroy Fourth and Nine Inches and Terrible Tally is underway, and no one is the wiser. I'm going to go take a shit. Sir, your phone conversation automatically uploaded. You forgot to disable your work settings. You fucked up. No, 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 now no, everyone no, no, knows. No, 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 no. Hit the drop. Hello again, garbage bags. 
We held out for the first few weeks like Melvin Gordon, but we're officially reporting now. The old debit card stopped working, so we gotta come back. Also, speaking of Melvin, Eckler and Jackson owners are all collectively jumping off cliffs right now, but they don't realize how good Philip Rivers is at feeding a megaton of children. Also, Freddie Kitchens called up a draw on fourth and nine that handed the game to the Rams. Everyone clowned him for it. But if Chubb hadn't been tackled, he only would have had to make like four more guys miss. Also, the Giants finally benched Eli and possibly have a gem in Daniel Jones. Unfortunately, in typical New York fashion, Saquon Barkley was immediately injured and fantasy teams everywhere emptied their wallets for Wayne Goldman. This league. Also, Andrew Luck retired. That's right, he retired. Everyone was sad, but then the Colts started 2-1 and everyone forgot about Dre. Also, we kicked kickers from our league this season and I fucking love it. However, it makes me even more upset now to see an actual game come down to the foot of Phil Dawson. Also, we're back once again. It's week four, motherfuckers, and we are here. Let's get into it. So what's up? It's me, Buddy Danger. We're back. This is season two, episode three, and I am not alone. Once again, I've got my man with me here, Proper Football. What's going on, man? Yes, mate. Calling in from the other side of half of the globe. Missing out on our favorite friend, but I don't know where he is now. Thailand? Getting arrested? Some Thai jail, maybe? Yeah. I literally, at this point, I think he's purchased his own uh, jet, like, you know, uh, Robert Kraft or something, and he just gallivants wherever he wants. So, yeah, Tenfoot's not with us today. Jet like Robert Kraft or like Jeffrey Epstein, because we know where he is. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I don't know him that well, but... uh, Straight out the gate with a bit of pedo child trafficking (laughs) gags. he is doing the whole. He's doing the whole weird, you know, the beach thing, right? Like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. So he's like out in the the middle of nowhere, but like. Oh, that's right. He did go to the beach. The beach, didn't he? Right. The beach. I think beach. he's under the impression that it's going to be like the beach, when in fact it's just going to be literally thousands of British tourists drunk, like <laughs> chucking beer cans and fucking doing. Everyone is sunburnt as a motherfucker. Yeah. Anyways, we got a good show. I say that just out of habit. It really is just a show. Uh, And we've got some headlines. Let's get into that first before we spoil all the rest of the shit that we've got. So headlines. And this is kind of like a we've done like a quarter of the regular season fantasy regular season so far. Right. So this is more of a headlines like uh, let's catch up. Like how you been? What's been going on? And I think everyone would agree that the the mega story so far in the first quarter of the season, unfortunately, has been Antonio Brown. Antonio who? <laughs> Antonio Clown, right? <laughs> so tell me your thoughts on just like how all of this played out. And then what what's your prediction? Is he going to school or is Washington signing him? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, honestly, it seems like so much stuff happens with this this guy. That I don't even know what the last drama was that we talked about. I mean, I mean, was he still? He was still on the Patriots. No, yeah. he hadn't even been signed to the Patriots when we last talked about it. And then he got signed and dismissed before we even talked about that. Right. Uh, which obviously we're going to get to. Um, I don't. Who owns him? Can't remember. Um, and then currently, no. <laughs> did you drop him for Buccaneers defense or something like everyone else around <laughs> the world? Yeah, I don't even which know. Is hilarious. He's gone. Um, I mean, what? Okay, he's going back to school. All right, good luck with yeah. that. 
I mean, I'll say this much. This is like we've I feel like everyone said everything that needs to be said about Antonio Brown. And he's he is a clown and he's a total douche. Um, But this is this is a hot take that I don't think many people have. And I think the Patriots did the NFL a solid here. And I think that the NFL was up against it. This is going to happen again where there is a civil lawsuit filed against a player and the NFL will have to make a judgment call when they're not in the business of making judgment calls. So the fact that the Patriots went out there and said, we'll take the heat for it. They signed him. They played him for one week and then they honestly were big enough to cut him, even though it seems easy in hindsight right now. But they decided to cut him right before they owed him that signing bonus. Hilarious. Got two touchdowns out of him, giving him no money at all. Love it. Right. So that is hysterical, but it didn't it made it made the NFL uh, in a much better situation. They didn't have to put him on the commissioner exemplist. They didn't have to suspend him. They didn't have to get involved in an ongoing civil lawsuit. So I, once again, another example of why Robert Kraft and uh, and uh, Roger Goodell are best friends. Well, whatever. I mean, uh, do you think he'll play again? I don't. I don't know. I mean, well, but then his, again, his we, agent, if we know nothing, his, the scruples of the NFL are zero. <laughs> there, yeah. So, some Kareem Hunt is waiting to play, right? So, someone is thinking about signing Antonio Brown. Absolutely. Um, and and Drew Rosenhaus was just on some local radio show yesterday saying that there are multiple teams interested, and as soon as this legal matter is cleared up, that he will be back in the league again. So, I don't think he's done, but. For as as far as I'm concerned, in my personal fantasy world, I'm out. So I'm out on that. But let's move why on. Would he, but why would he go to school though? I mean, what is he trying to prove That's there? Just, what, how mean, is that going to fucking work? It's all oh, yeah, my, my initials are the first two letters of the alphabet, so I must be excellent at English. <laughs> like, where is there's no logic? Splash. Yeah. So, all right, we've we've beaten that dead horse, and until that horse uh, is is. Uh, reincarnated in another jersey then let's let's not talk about Antonio for a little bit let's talk about something that's a little bit more fun and lighthearted, and that's Washington oh yeah so, move from one jump from one dumpster fire into the other and this isn't really like a big story in the NFL but it is for us right because we have a lot of listeners that are Washington fans and I want to know from you one of the biggest Washington fans what yeah, well you know whose fault and problem that is that's your that's Ty Decibel's fault I yeah, literally okay. blame all of my like despair on on your brother i think uh yeah there he is listen to i feel that's what i say every time i feel like he's playing me like there's a, there's a long game when we first met i'm like so who should i support he's like redskins and then i just hear that in the background from now on <laughs> so please explain ridiculous. to me what's happening uh first my first question as someone who doesn't directly watch the the games anymore for washington what happened to colt mccoy why aren't you guys just starting him well colt mccoy still has a broken leg i think um mm. I mean, him and Alex Smith both love... We're, our quarterbacks love breaking legs, mate. Historically, we are the <laughs> broken-legged quarterback team. The one-legged horse of the fucking NFL. Do you know that? You know that? You know what I figured out? I was trying to come up with a good analogy for, like, what supporting Washington's like. And you know that fairy tale, uh, Rumpelstiltskin? Yes. Where uh, that woman has to weave straw into gold. Mm-hmm. Okay, like the Redskins, like weave straw into gold. Except instead of straw, it's hope, and instead of gold, it's despair. Yes, uh, and, it's and never they somehow completed. managed to do it. Like I don't know why. Even this season, I was like, I'm not going to get my hopes up this year. I'm just going to assume we're going 0 and 16. And then even on Monday night, there was a point 
after just before Keenum threw his mm-hmm. fourth pick, mm-hmm. when I was like, we're only two scores behind. I'm like, Why do I do that to myself? Why do I fucking do it? We're gonna lose. We're gonna grind out a loss, and that's it. That's yeah, the way it goes. Jay, how long do you think Jay Gruden stays in Washington? Don't know, man. He's got. No, I mean, I think he's got to be out after this year. And I like Jay, but it, the calls now, which this kind of segues into our next point, but the calls for Haskins now are gonna be deafening. Because after Daniel Jones's success and Case's shit show against the Bears, he's going to be under a lot of pressure. What to is start what is now. what is proper? What does Coach Proper want? What do you want them to do? I don't want them to start him. I think has. I mean, f- forget the one game. Keenum's been actually one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I think in terms of like completion percentage and passing yards, it was just that one game where he literally shit the bed, trained spotting everywhere, but. The, the 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 bright spark and a good thing for the future is Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's the only player I think since 1970 that started the first three games with at least 60 yards and a touchdown. So in this is NFL this is, history, not even Washington history. High decibels went as far to say that over the next two years he will outperform Stefan Diggs. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, uh, because I mean, if you think about how good he is, think about the connection him and Haskins will have. Think about how often the Redskins are most likely going to be playing for him behind. I, Wait, I why think, am I why am I assuming there's a connection with him and Haskins? I haven't seen Haskins play. Well, they play together at Ohio State. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. There's a connection. Yeah, they were they no were their connection. They, exactly. They were he was there. They were each other's boys at Ohio State. So that's what that's what a lot of Skins fans are quite excited to see if that connection carries on. But okay, so, you know, so but then again, that involves hope and excitement, and those are two things that Washington doesn't. I tell you what, here's the best. Did you see the game against the Bears? Uh, okay. no, Even I mean, if you I, didn't, there's no. a meme going around. There's a little video, a little clip. Later on in the game, Danny Trevathan rushing the quarterback. He literally plays possum to Brandon Scherf, just stops, looks to his right. Brandon Scherf looks over there, and the guy just runs past him and sacks fucking Case Keenum. <laughs> it's like, that's what it's like. It's like, oh, look over there, there's drama. Oh, you just got destroyed. Oh, look, there's some more drama. Destroyed. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. It's just moving... So it's a, it's a carousel from drama to pain. So do you really do you obviously there's going to be pressure to put Haskins in. You don't want him to go in. Do you think he will? Like yes, in, because in the, the Redskins are a dumpster fire. Depends how Keenum does this week, but yeah, I think uh, if Keenum throws any more multiple interception games, Haskins will. Does it Stop. also depend on what our next topic uh, does this week? And that's Daniel Jones. All right, yes, so. it does. Unbelievable, this guy. Fucking hell. I'll let you say it, but I'm I'm brewing about this. So yeah, I'm sure you are. That has gotta that's gotta suck. Obviously, because the Eagles just got Carson Wentz, looks pretty solid. Now the Giants seem to have someone, and yeah, and then Washington is sitting here, and obviously Dak Prescott is pretty damn good. So not it's not even good. about that. It's not even about what everyone else has. It's all about the draft. It's all about how we all clown them so hard for oh, taking yeah. him at six. And every Giants fan owes him a, a, an apology. Like the amount of tw- you go through them now, they did not age well. Oh, like dude, I saw Dave- one saw one calling him a calling him a <laughs> was was it Walmart greeter looking motherfucker. Yeah, uh, Dave Gettleman, that day after that fucking victory for for this motherfucker, Daniel Jones, Dave Gettleman was at the office that morning, finger guns for everybody. Like, who who said we don't have a quarterback? Who said it? Yeah, he did. And, and honestly, and on the on the night or the day after when it, he was answering questions, he goes, we'll see who's laughing in two years. And I would, and everyone said at the time, 
it doesn't matter, you know, everyone's going to have forgotten about this in two years. No one's going to have forgotten about this in two years. If, if he takes them to the playoffs, yeah. if this or next year, Gettleman's walking Vince McMahon. So here's a question. What do they do with Eli? Is he just going to ride it out for the rest of the year and collect his check, or do they move him, potentially? I don't think they do. But do I don't think, think they move him. I think they let him let him retire. They're Maybe paying him like so much money. I think he's been the highest paid NFL player of all time. I would not doubt that at all. I mean, he was he had the consecutive game streak that Philip Rivers just broke or whatever it was. So I know he hasn't missed a lot of time. He's always been there. He, yeah, I would imagine yeah. he is. Probably. And he won two Super Bowls and he's never taken a pay cut for the team, which I think Brady has. Constantly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but there, there you go. It, it, that bears itself out and how good the rest of the team was and fuck those two Super Bowl victories. They were goddamn flukes. This guy, he's going to get into the hall of fame, but it, it literally, it should have like, uh, his bust should be someone from his defensive, uh, team when he beat the Super Bowl. Like it yeah, should, it should not be, be it should just him. be an older Daniel Jones or <laughs> that. Yes. So anyways, moving on. Uh, this is also probably not a topic that's super interesting to the wider NFL in terms of like Super Bowl aspirations, and that's a shot. Uh, but Indianapolis, are they for real? Uh, and are they upset that Andrew Luck retired or no? I mean, I think the, probably the people that drafted him were, were pretty upset. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> They're upset I, about I really, their draft I do really... Too early. That was the one thing that annoyed me about our draft date being so late is because you know fourth or blitzed would have had him on the roster. Oh, yeah. And it would have been the most fun and funny season ever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that, that absolutely would have happened. But from your perspective, from your NFL expertise, what are you seeing with the Colts? Are they just beating up on shitty teams or are they decent? Do you know what? I don't even think... Not, and this is a, such a bold take. Not only do I think they don't even win the division, I don't even think they get a wild card. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you fucking heard it here. <laughs> In that division, too. In that division. In that division. I think Houston take it. I think um, Texans or Jags squeak in on the wild card. You know, Gardner Minshew is real. The Gardner <laughs> Minshew is real. And I don't know why this isn't the first headline. I'm with you on that. Absolutely. Attack of Gardner Minshew. And, but, I, but just to get back to the, the Colts fans. New sound fans, effect. That was very nice. The Colts fans should be kind of kind of happy. Like I feel like the right before week one, they were, they were like you. They were anticipating the 0-16 season, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, without, without luck, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm being, I'm being facetious, but like they were anticipating a bad year. And yeah. now it looks like they're 2-1. Uh, it they look good and Ty looks yeah. great and... and I don't know why Brissett got such a panning out the gate because his the small sample size he gave them was it last season he played a couple of games or a few seasons he's played a couple of games right because yeah. Col because uh, Luck's always yeah. been injured for yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. he's not been that bad if I remember correctly because it didn't cut him or anything so he's no Teddy Bridgewater I mean it's no TB for sure um, <laughs> and by that I don't mean Tom Brady I mean Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, but yeah. So who knows? I guess the who last knows? thing that we have to talk about for the NFL is Buffalo, right? What the fuck oh, is this? Um... Unprecedented. More history. First time ever they've won two home games on the road in the history of the hundred <laughs> years of the fucking whole fucking NFL. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, so I, I don't really know where to go with this. I feel like I feel like Buffalo will fall off. Um, but I, I will I will say this one thing. I clowned Booyah during the draft multiple times for drafting Singletary, and I still don't think it was like a great selection. He hasn't panned out, but I, I feel like it might not end up being that bad of a pick if the Bills continue in this direction. Plus he's a rookie, plus the keeper value, and like that might end up being a decent stash um but buffalo i i honestly the people i worry for the most are not the teams that buffalo plays against it's the fans of buffalo and please behave yourselves in the parking lot i mean i wouldn't worry about buffalo i mean if you can imagine being who if you said at the start of the season would you prefer to be a browns fan or a bills fan this season and then you look at how it's shaped shaked out (laughs) i mean it's so funny just the idea of how much hope there was in cleveland and then just straight out the gate <laughs> just already getting completely pad yeah. and now the bills have won three on the road on the on the trot it's i mean good for good for buffalo man honestly i'd prefer to see the browns win than than the, sorry the the bills win than the browns um because they've just had well who has had more disappointment what's worse losing four super bowls on the trot or being part of the browns <laughs> That's a good question, man. I mean, at some point, they both had uh, pa- brown paper bags on their face. So it's a yeah. shitty situation both ways. But congratulations to Buffalo and your victory so far. You guys are killing it. That's it for our NFL catch-up. That's not really, you know, if you turn on ESPN right now, those aren't the things you're going to hear about. But these are the things I think our listeners are the most interested in. And now let's talk about our listeners the most. Uh, 10-foot, sacks in the city. Only remaining undefeated teams in either level right now. Honestly, in the Omega level too, we don't have any undefeated teams there. Uh, but same level, farm level, 10-foot, sacks in the city. Proper, obviously, personal bias aside for yourself, uh, do you feel that these will be our two champions this year? Well, I mean, I'm stunned I'm not 6-0 and right now. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, and I'm starting to seriously worry about myself. However... Tenfoot and I kind of have a little pact, like because we we we, I'm arguably as close to him as I am to anyone else in this league because obviously we were joined with the whole road trip to the big game, but that's okay. Get away when he ate the chicken, the chicken shit, Um, and we we DM quite a lot because I think we feel like other than AOL for life. We're the only outsiders. I mean, smoking blunts is now as well, yeah. but like we're the only ones that aren't sort of like Cosa Nostra fucking family in this league. <laughs> so we kind of team up together. We're like each other's brothers. We don't want AOC for life in the group because, you know, we don't want to be put on a watch list. So it's just kind right. of me and Tenfoot getting together, kind of like, <laughs> if you don't win, if I don't win, I hope you win, buddy. And yeah, same goes, buddy. And we're kind of like, that's kind <laughs> of like our vibe. So if Tenfoot takes it home, we've said this to each other. We said, if Tenfoot or smoking blunts takes it home, fine it's as though we won ourselves and yeah. i feel i think he feels the same for me you know bottom line is we've got to destroy the familial elements to this league the trump dynasty rockefeller kind of vibe we've got going on i feel that uh, i feel that i feel like my dynasty and my family is okay though and there is one that we should watch out for and that's saxon the city she's a member of the other dynasty the fourth and nine inches blitzed uh, any given yeah. sunday dynasty the capulets and we're looking at Saxon the City potentially being the person that is promoted into same level next year. And how would that feel having three uh, of them? Well, that's fine as long as one of them goes down. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there's that, but uh, it's not going to happen. I mean, no. it's, I mean, who's at the bottom at the moment? Blitz, isn't he? No, no, no it's definitely like no, me Blitz is doing or quite well. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's just move on. So l- next up, I believe this is the record. Obviously, I'm the commissioner. I should probably know this. Hanging with Hernandez, which is, God damn it, we got to change that. 177.4. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> I just got Splash. that. That's fantastic. Yeah, so she scored 177 points uh, last week, which I believe is a record. Now, this included, obviously, this included the Mike Evans performance. Mike Evans, got to have Mark Ingram in there. Over 40, I believe she had Mark Ingram. I believe it was also like the Patriots defense involved. So, yeah, Yeah. it it, it was like the the whole gamut. She had everybody, uh, and she just destroyed her opponents. And what it did was, um, actually, no, I think she got bounced from the cup, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, But anyways, hanging with... Hernandez Ow. really doing <laughs> because of this job. over two weeks. That's unfortunate. Well, no, let me see. Actually, while while we're talking about it, because I don't want to say it. Right. Nope, she didn't get bounced, so she is still <laughs> in it. She is. That was up- like a monumental effort to get bounced. After. Well, I thought she had gotten bounced in the first round, but no, she she beat Would You Rather, and now this week she got she put one seventy seven up against Talk to the Hand in the cup. We'll get to the cup in a little bit for those of you who have no idea what that means. Uh, that's what today's show is about. But anyway, so let's see what else is on the list here. Fourth and nine inches, zero and six in the Omega League. Uh, and it's a league that nobody nobody seems to talk about. That's fair because it is just filled with those people that you despise the most proper. It's the dynasties. It's just the... the well, yeah, that's because no, I mean, no one talks about it because no one cares about it. The I blitz, mean, even the people that are The buddy, it. the babes, the high decibels. It's anyone who's ever won the hammer before. Plus I think the Illuminati. You just, I think you honestly just make up more of yeah. your own leagues because you don't get invited to join any by anyone else. There is there is an element of that. Uh, and there is an element, as Tenfoot likes to say, of just... Uh, mad scientist angle right and it's just like i'm bored i just want something to do and i just i created a tournament and multiple leagues to play in because uh, i don't want to go play in other leagues and with other people that's like it's it's cheating yeah right? so, i feel like this was the defense of dr frankenstein it was it was but that was yeah, a great I was just book. bored i was lonely you know just uh you can only have so much fun playing table tennis on your own so i thought you know I'd create a friend fuck it right so anyways, that's what I do. I create those things, and 4th and 9 Inches is currently failing at it. So if you guys aren't interested in the Omega League yet, or you're not interested in what's going on there, you can just enjoy the solace of knowing that 4th is horrible at it. So Yeah, but you can't insult him unless you're part of the Omega League. Because he'll just be like, I won the championship a million times. Yeah, he will do that. Like, oh yeah, good point. Fuck, I wish I hadn't <laughs> stuck my head out of my hole. But I'm just saying, at least at least this way, it seems like if we were to fast forward, you know, six years from now, maybe he's going to regret having sucked in the Omega League early on. But that's just my hope, right? I'm just hoping for the future where that that's matters. What, okay, fine. If that's what you're pinning everything on. <laughs> All right, so that's it for our headlines. Um, and uh, before anything else, you got anything else to add for, like, general NFL shit before we move on? Gardner Minshew's the goat. Yeah. Gardner Minshew. I mean, shit, like, get it. Like that. (laughs) I'm waiting to do the Tash. Um, I'm waiting for the Jags game. I'm growing my beard out in order to shave it into a Gardner Minshew for the the game. That is very nice. Actually, more people should do that. Yeah, no, it probably isn't. I mean, like, if you, it was, uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the last one after the, after the, uh, the Titans-Jags game. Did we talk about this on Thursday night when the, (laughs) it was, Joe Buck was talking to Trey, but was like, uh, 
You know, Troy, I've seen a lot of Gardner Minshew mustaches being worn in the crowd tonight. I just feel like Troy should go on. Yeah, that's because we're in Jacksonville, bro. That's just nothing to do <laughs> yeah. with. It's not that crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's standard fare around here. <laughs> yep. So anyways, let's, uh, let's get into some commercials before we get into the main topic of today. love hurts it can hurt emotionally but more important it can also hurt you physically it can hurt you in a way which nobody who owns a hot tub and lives in california can afford to be unaware of yes i'm talking about california hot tub rectal gonorrhea this painful incurable disease can make an enjoyable soak in a hot tub with family friends and dog into a literally unforgettable experience if you catch california hot tub rectal gonorrhea not only will you walk around feeling like you're about to pass a twisted sardine can lid, you'll also smell like a pile of burning tractor tires. So don't jump out of the frying pan and into the hot tub. Because if you get California hot tub rectal gonorrhea, it'll really burn your ass. This has been a public service message brought to you by the Citizens Against CHTRG Foundation. California hot tub rectal gonorrhea. We're not going to take it sitting down. I'm here in Lucas Oil Stadium. And people expect me to have a winning performance, both here and when I'm on the road. Driving on the road like you, I expect my vehicles to have the same winning performance. And that's why I use Lucas Oil products on all my vehicles. From engine and transmission products to your fuel system and finished products, nothing works better. And to perform big at work, we all have to get there, right? Did you know that more than 2 million children die each year due to dehydration, which really sucks, you know? Someone should do something about that. But hey, check out this mop I've got here. It's called the Smart Mop. All you got to do is dunk it and grip it real tight, you know? Give it a nice double-handed Indian burn right there on the pee-pee, and you're ready to clean. Now, what's great about the Smart Mop is you actually get smarter while you use it, and it's so much fun, I think I'll get on my heels. Woo! Woo! Okay, now that that's all cleaned up, the mop is nice and heavy, so you can put it over your head just like this and get a nice upper body workout. And after your workout, you need a protein shake. Look how much money you're saving. You're so goddamn smart. Dandruff. Blood. Boogers. It does it all. What, are you gonna use that fucking Swiffer Sweeper bullshit? What, are you stupid? No, you're smart. I'm actually too smart for this, so I have the twist handle shoved up my ass right now as I'm mopping this up for you. Not only because it's more of a challenge, but I also don't need to buy toilet paper. There you go. Toss it in with your rainbow blankets. I bet you're on your knees covered in shit right now. And that brawny's gonna make you look stupid. You wanna be smart. No more dreadlocks, no more sponges, and you know what? Fuck brooms. Whoops, I popped a hemorrhoid in the kitchen and I sneezed on the door. Oh shit, there's the hair from my left testicle. Oh no, biker bitches broke in and spilled Pepto-Bismol. And it looks like someone else broke in as well. Djibouti dubs. And we're back. We're back. So what's up? We got a main topic today of the League of Levels, right? I didn't really have too much else to, to go on. We did. We went over the draft. We went over that. We don't do many trades in the leagues. We don't have, you know, there's not a whole bunch of movement going on. We're not a daily fantasy show. So let's just... It's pretty shit, to be honest. It is. It is, right? We look forward <laughs> to this for like nine months a year. And we're just like, okay, it's here. And now we're like, okay, when is next week start, I guess? I don't really care. So anyways... 
I wanted to take this episode for the people that aren't in the League of Levels, right? So we get a decent amount of downloads. I don't know who you are, but I feel like a lot of the shit that we say, other than the random ass team names, is just lost on everyone, right? So they have no idea what we're about. And this is, it's not only a blueprint of the League of Levels, but it's its a recommendation, right? And, and as we go through these things that the League of Levels does, and this is also probably helpful for our new team owners because we haven't done this yet. Uh, I, I want to know what proper thinks. Like someone who is, you're not really new here. You've been here for years, but you didn't really, you know, you, you kind of just play along, right? You're just a, you're a league member, right? And, and I want to know what your thoughts are on each of these elements that we've got in our giant fantasy league. Because I think that the, the goal here, right, is to, to make it more than just the boring 12-person league where you just set your lineup and forget about it, right? So that's it in a nutshell what we're trying to do. So let's start with the basics. And the basics would start, where does every fantasy league start? It starts at the lottery, right? So you have your teams are already set and you have to do the lottery and everyone has to decide on the, how to handle the lottery. And there's yeah, always... Yeah, no, that's not even a part of normal... <laughs> this is how removed you are from like how normal fantasy leagues work. No one has a fucking lottery, man. It's just randomly selected. Well, that's really why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but but yeah, but no one so, wants okay. to go to the efforts that you go to. I mean, we're very lucky to have you. So, but okay. well, that's no not one what is... this is for. But let's that let's use your expertise there. Well, all right, okay then. Well, please don't refer to me as a league member. I'm the people's <laughs> champion. Thank you. Let's, um, let's use your expertise in having been in other leagues because I'm very far removed from that. Like I don't participate in anything but this. So that's a great observation that you're right. It's most of these other leagues, you just receive an automated email, right? You get this automated email in August. Here's your draft slot. Fuck you, deal with it, right? And that's just it. So here's a suggestion to you commissioners out there. Put meaning behind the lottery, right? And don't don't make, you know, obviously you could take a, 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 a sack and put lottery balls in it and pull names out and say, here's pick one. The first item here is... Let people who are drawn from the lottery choose their spot, right? So you're drawn first. It doesn't mean you have to take the first pick. You get to choose which spot you want, all right? So that's step one. Let people choose. The, ste the second step to this is we have what we call the sack of destiny. And that's just what we call the sack that we put all the balls in. Uh, and everyone starts each year with two balls for the next year, right? And throughout the year, we'll get into some different side games that we play, and you have the ability to gain more balls, or you can lose balls. So it's not necessarily based on... <coughs> it's not based on the previous year's standings. It's based on a bunch of other stuff, right? So we have balls. We have the Sack of Destiny that makes up the lottery. The first way... And this let's, let's break into a couple of tangents on this. The first way that you can win balls or lose balls is through a lock system. All right. So in the beginning of the season, everyone is awarded two balls and you are awarded one lock. And that lock can be designated at any given time throughout the season against an opponent that you're playing. So you're, I'm going up against proper football. Actually, let's give the actual example. I am no. locking you in the future, right? Okay. So I, right. I've declared, I think it's week six. I have declared... I am locking proper football when I play. Why have you said week it. six? Is that when the Patriots are on by? You don't have to play against Josh Gordon. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I don't assuming remember. that's your logic. It was really just like a a, a ballsy well, we'll, move without we'll, looking we'll at see. it type of thing. Well, well, we'll have a look, won't we? Carry on. 
Yeah, so you check that out for a second. So you can lock anyone at any given time. Most of the locks aren't future-based, right? So it's like, I'm playing so-and-so this week, I lock them. Now, let's say you win that game. You will win a ball. And then not only do you win that ball, you get to keep your lock and you get to use it again. So you could do this multiple times throughout the year. Technically, you could have, you know, 14, 15 balls at the end of the year if you constantly locked and you won every single one, you'd have a ton of balls. And that's the goal. Uh, but if you lose a lock, if you if you put a lock on someone and you don't win that game, you will then lose a ball, you will lose your lock, and the ball that you lose actually goes to the person that you tried to lock. So you could just be passively not participating and win a ball if someone locks you unsuccessfully. So that's the idea. The only, the only time that those rules would not apply would be, to me, last week, when I locked Towley and lost the lock, but I do not lose a ball because of the fact everyone's got a free lock against Towley this year. That is true. So, yeah. And I completely forgot that until we were just talking. <laughs> so, yeah, so shit, let's break that down real quick. So Tally, uh, that's a... That, <laughs> shit. So Tally got in trouble last year. Actually, we kind of talked about it a little bit in the cold open in this episode. Uh, and he he was, you know, we won't go into the ins and outs of it because it's still very sensitive. However, yeah, he was yeah. penalized for He's his penalized. discretions. He cannot win um, any balls this year, and and everyone has a free lock against him. So if you lock tally, and you don't win it, it doesn't matter. Like me this year, this week where he squeaked out a win against me. <laughs> and doesn't I can't matter. believe I forgot that. Like everyone, I'm so happy. Be, you should just lock tally all the time. Yeah, just lock tally. Lock him. He can't do anything. He's, he's getting last pick in the draft next year, regardless of how anything shakes out this year. It's hilarious. Splash. So anyway, so that's that's what's happening is you can lock people, and that is a way to to gain or lose balls throughout the year. And that's just one side game is what we like to refer to all these different methods of gaining or losing balls uh, that runs the whole year, right? So you can just lock people before any week. Um, it has to be before any players have played. So it has to be before that Thursday in most cases. Um, but that is a very interesting thing to add to leagues. Just that in and of itself, fixing the lottery, I think goes a long way into fixing leagues as a whole because it makes it much more, It first of all, it creates another event, right? And, and at this point in a, a fantasy league's life, you only have that draft day and that's it. Yeah. And then you all just disperse. In a, in a short season, it's an extra fun thing to look forward to and get invested in emotionally. Right. So add that date to your calendar. Have everyone have jump on a Google Hangout. You pull the balls out. You put you, you know, have 100 balls in here at this point because it's just ridiculous how many things people win. Um, but but anyway, so that that is where we start, right? And we do, let's clarify, we have separate sacks for each league. So it's not like a joint lottery, but we do. That's how they all operate independently. Um, and then we have a few more ways that you can win balls throughout the year. The easiest one that I think anyone could add to their league very easily um, is the Eliminator Challenge, right? So the Eliminator Challenge, um, <clears throat> you can see this. By the on, way, you need to have a commissioner that is happy to do multiple spreadsheets as well. Yeah. This is where I would not do any of this because it involves keeping track of a spreadsheet that's in no way related to your job. Now, to be fair, we use CBS. Spreadsheets uh, and hobbies for me don't go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I got that from, but it, some reason that is. You're a massive nerd, but we—I'm here to remind everyone and you, more importantly, that not everyone's like you. So I'm the yeah. the everyman that's like. By the way, most people don't have 
embossed sacks with their team with their league's logo on it. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's for true. a lottery that you didn't even realize everyone else didn't do. Yeah, I just thought it was a thing. You know, I can't believe these lottery sacks are so cheap. <laughs> well, because they're not. They're just, they're just a sack of potato. So. God, all right, so the Eliminator Challenge. This is easy. You can add this. You don't have to do spreadsheets. I think we do it a little bit more, you know, a little too complicated. But the idea is everyone just picks a game. You pick a winner, right? Not against the spread, just straight up every week. I pick Green Bay. I pick New England. I pick whoever I think is going to win. And then the following week, you can't... But you can't pick the same team every week. Right. So you can't... You can't pick Green Bay every week, as it sounds like you just said. Sorry. Sorry, I'm just used to picking Green Bay. I like Green Bay, even though they suck right now. Why would you do that anyway? So, you you have to choose a different team every week, uh, and then the final team standing, which surprisingly doesn't take very long for 12 people to get it wrong, uh, the final team standing gets three balls added, and then we start it over again, and then the next round of the Eliminator, when that ends, which only takes a couple of weeks, surprisingly, that person gets two balls, and then we keep going until we kind of run out of time, which ends up being two to three rounds throughout the entire year, and that is just one more element that your league could add, and that's a weekly thing, right? So you're setting your lineup every week, and now you also have to submit just a pick. You just submit one pick, and that is your Eliminator Challenge. And that keeps the the sack of destiny going. It keeps the balls being created, right? And one more thing before we move on. Balls uh, and locks and every all of these things that we're saying, all of these different assets that we've invented, right? Mad scientist style. You can include them in trades. So if you can include fab money I, in I trades. include a lock in a trade. I don't know why you would, but... You, <laughs> You could, all right, all right. right? You could. No, you can't. You, you can't. Um, <laughs> that, oh, I'm going to give you Melvin Gordon, and I won't lock you next week. What does that mean? Well, I mean, no. <laughs> you could take someone else's lock, so then you could have two locks to use. That's what I mean. I don't mean that you would take. You know, you're not going to ask. No, you're, you're you're making this even more complicated for yourself. You've got as many locks as you want, as long as you don't lose them. So, well, that's that, what I'm saying. That's you'd stupid. Have, you'd have an Stop extra being life. stupid here. Okay. You you were really. It sounded like. Yeah, this all makes sense. Then you mentioned trading locks. And it's just like, that just doesn't... All right, well, it doesn't need to make what sense to you. What is this guy you. talking about? You don't about? need to trade for locks. I'm just saying it's possible. It probably will never happen. We still haven't even included any trades that include lottery balls, even though that kind of sort of at least makes a little bit more sense. That hasn't happened yet either. Uh, but any asset that we create or invent, it's just an asset. You can move them around and they're just like chips on a board. So that's the idea there. Uh, we do have other side games that we play, but more or less, we've kind of, I think they're going to be phased out. Some of them that are non-football related in the past. Yes. We've, we've done NCAA tournament brackets. Um, uh, no, no, no. Let's just be clear. NCAA basketball right. tournament brackets. <laughs> I forgot uh, that there's a football, football tournament. Yeah. yeah. So well, there isn't, but that, I mean, I would have been fine with football, but you can't be including fantasy football related draft balls that affect everyone in a side competition where only certain people care enough to play. It. It's fair. And, and and I do believe, I'll have to check, I don't think we've actually given balls out for the past year or so, um, but there's money on the line. We're just going to separate that entirely. We do the same thing for the NBA. Uh, but one thing that we might keep 
because it does still relate, is that we play the NFL Playoff Challenge. Uh, and this is a cool system. Yeah, that is good, actually. Did and I it is through NFL.com, I believe. Uh, and the idea behind that game is, okay, your fantasy season's over, right? You've crowned your champion. Everything's done. Uh, you, Christmas is happening, right? Like, every, everything is done. And the NFL Playoffs are starting. And what I recommend... To all of you commissioners listening out there, sign up for a free account on NFL.com and send an invite out to all of your team uh, owners that invites them to participate in the NFL playoff challenge. And the idea there is, and I, I don't remember the exact details of the rules, but you can only I do because I won. You can only change. Uh, it's arguably so much times, more fun right? than the real league. Um, you can no, you can change as many. Basically, you can pick oh, any players that are still in play. Exactly, but what you want to do is you want to pick players that you think are going to make it to the Super Bowl because every week that they stay in, they either double or triple their score, right? So if they get eliminated, you can just replace them with another player that's in a playoff in a, in a team that's still in the playoffs. But the way I won it last year is that I picked basically entirely New England Patriots, mm -hmm. and then when they went to the Super Bowl, I, I won because I'd had multiplier scores the whole week. Most other people were picking... Rams or I I did um, the same thing the year before City Chiefs uh, City Chiefs Kansas City Chiefs that sort of thing people thought who were going to go and then uh, yeah don't don't back don't bet against Tom in the playoff tape no I I I won the year before by selecting all Patriots and then you won the following year because I think I went with like the Rams or the Saints or something yeah. else and yeah you that's it yeah you did and but that's the idea and that might not always work uh, but. That is also something that I think we awarded three or four lottery yeah, balls. Yeah, I won it. It was great. Yeah, and Love that it. is something else that not only adds an event, but it adds an event outside of the season, right? So it extends the season. It keeps everyone connected for even longer if that's something you want, right? Maybe you don't. But it keeps everyone connected for longer. This happens all the way through the Super Bowl, which means you're literally... Your, your your league Slack channel is still on fire during the Super Bowl talking shit because there's actually fantasy relevance for the following season on the line. So highly recommended uh, that everyone sign up for the NFL Playoff Challenge. I think that's a great idea to extend extend the fun, right? Just going to do an everyman jump in here. Again, uh, not every league has a Slack channel. In fact, I don't think any do. That's <laughs> probably true. I think it's changing though. I and maybe maybe I just well, replaced you think that. You're spearheading that, are you? I'm not, but I feel like every single workplace now has some sort of Slack channel or Discord. Again, channel you need or... to differentiate between work <laughs> and this. <laughs> okay, I know you sit at the same desk, but this is not a job. This is a hobby. It should not. <laughs> it's like you're looking for like performance benefits or something. You're getting nothing out of this. The amount of money you've you've wasted on this league, oh my God. you're operating at a massive loss. If this was a company currently, definitely. But look at Uber, right? And they operate at a loss every year. So let's just you know, it's all about bleeding edge technology, and that's where we're going with the next point, right? So we are definitely the most technologically advanced league. So so maybe I should add this to the suggestion list. If you're a commissioner, it's fucking easy. Just create a Slack channel. It takes five seconds and send an invite out to everyone. Honestly, it will help commissioners because trying to get everyone to use email in a timely fashion is near impossible. And if you can get just a good chunk of your league to instantly reply with a, with a text message basically through Slack, much easier. So if you're looking for ease of communication, that's another free solution. Create a Slack channel 
and, and encourage people to, to participate. And it makes Sundays way more fun. I think everyone can agree. They're way better than a message board, way better than an email chain. Talking shit in Slack is where it's at. So, Yeah, I'd agree with that. But anyways, in order to make this what it is, and before we get into like that, the what is the League of Levels and how does it work and promotion and relegation and stuff, I think the most important thing that all leagues need, and, I, and every man fantasy guy uh, I think will agree, that everyone needs a constitution, right? And that constitution needs to be, you know, maybe initially written by the commissioner just to get something on paper, but any changes going forward for your constitution, they need to be voted on. And that's just how simple is that, right? You don't live in America. I live in America. It's how we do things. You guys have crazy Boris Johnson. We got crazy Donald Trump. But we still, we, we live by rules and we create rules by voting on things. And you should do that in your league, right? Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know how hot a take this is, but I would argue that through none of the constitutional amendments that I've ever witnessed us making, have we made the league better. We dropped kickers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing we've done. Apart from adding half-point PPR, nothing we've done through this democracy has, in my opinion, improved the experience of being in this league. <laughs> it's literally your tin pot dictatorship where you're like, everyone must vote. It's like, but we don't want to vote. It's like, no, you must. Otherwise, this wouldn't look like a democracy. So, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of that. But I, look, I'm just trying to not be... You know, the guy that makes all the decisions. If that was the case, it would end up being, yeah, we brought back tight ends as soon as I drafted Travis Kelsey, right? So I just, to be honest, speaking of which, are you willing to trade me Travis Kelsey for my week 10 lock? <laughs> um, come on, it's a great, great deal. Um, uh, no, I honestly think there needs to be, as, as much as I'm a believer in democracy, um, I think that when it comes to fantasy leagues, there needs to be a slightly dictatorial attitude with regards to the commissioner. I think if you give it, let everyone have a say, what is it, a fucking, the, the phrase, a camel is a horse designed by a committee? I feel like our league is turning into a fucking camel and it's supposed to be a horse. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's there's a lot to be said there. And, and I totally agree to a certain extent. And I think I still do make some dictatorship moves every year, but it's not, I, I do, I am hands off on anything that has to do with with points or, you know, standings or anything. And Illuminatus, all that sort of stuff. Right, that stuff, I just, that looks too weird. But That's not in here, and I feel like it should be, because otherwise when people listen to this and constantly hear us mentioning the Illuminati, they're going to think we're actually talking about the Illuminati. Okay, so that makes sense to add it right here. This podcast is going to have no credit at all. It makes sense to add it right here, okay? So we have multiple levels, we have multiple leagues, we have constitutional amendments, we have all these side games. We have a lot of shit going on. We have a podcast, we have a website, we have a Slack Just when you thought you were cool, <laughs> we've got all that. We've got everything. So uh, what do we do when people run into problems, right? Uh, what do we do when someone is upset with someone else? We, do, we don't want fights or arguments to just explode and have no real way to solve the problem other than the commissioner making a snap judgment, which is never really ideal, but I know it's, you know, likely the case for most people. What we recommend and what we do is we create the Illuminati each year. Okay. So we nominate, everyone nominates, uh, I believe a couple people, uh, or votes for, I, I don't remember exactly how we how we vote, but you can do it however you want. But you, you nominate and vote for three people from your league uh, 
to be the Illuminati, Dude. right? And if anything comes up where it's so it's it's some sort of decision needs to be made, give it to the Illuminati and let those three people vote on it. Now, what you ask, what do you do if one of those three people is in that argument? Another step that we take to to cover our ass on that is we have alternates. So you might not substitutes, baby. We have two extras that don't quite make the Illuminati, but if one of the Illuminati members is ever in hot water, you know, if they've ever been caught on the phone with the Ukrainian president, they will be, you know, they will recuse themselves and the alternate would step in. But yeah. all the Illuminati. <laughs> every every difficult decision is done by the Illuminati. So uh, the terrible tally punishment that we referenced from last season, all Illuminati. Uh, so that way there's no single God figure that's, you know, handing out punishments. But uh, that's, def- really? thank you for adding that. Cause really? Is that how that happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess only the Illuminati will get to that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we have a level system. People are probably like, what is a level system? A level system, we we, we, we have multiple leagues, right? But I think we, when we started uh, early on talking about it in that vernacular, we were like, oh, it's this league and that league. It kind of felt like a, you're over there and you're over there and we're just kind of, we're in different rooms of the same building and that kind of sucked. So we, we stopped referring to it really as leagues and we refer to them as levels of... So now we're on different levels of the same building. So rather than <laughs> rooms, which seem smaller, Why more intimate, and closer... metaphors today? <laughs> We've now placed floor and ceiling between so, each other. Oh, yeah. So now we have levels. That's what we call our leagues. Uh, and that basically sets us up for expansion. And it makes it very easy for us to add levels in the future if we need to, uh, if there's more people that are interested. And basically the whole idea came from a waiting list. And we had 12 people in same level that never wanted to leave. Uh, and I had to wait. I had to wait a year and a half. Right. So obviously we have friends like, like you were at the time that wanted to get into the league and couldn't. And that kind of sucked. We were just like, yeah, well, maybe next year, probably not for at least a couple of years, but we'll, I'll call you. Right. Like that's yeah. sucks. Thankfully, High Decibel's relationship collapsed and I was given an in. <laughs> <laughs> it did congratulations to him for getting engaged this past week so shout out to his previous relationship that crumbled and allowed proper football to enter into the league um so we instead of having a waiting list we said fuck it why don't we just fire up another cbs account and run another league we have enough people on this waiting list to fucking fill a whole another league so we did that uh and then using the amendment proposal system we crafted a proposal that said we are going to introduce promotion and relegation into the League of Levels, right? So we have amazing, our... Amazing. It's just, it's a concept that doesn't exist in American sports. It doesn't. And as a, a newfound soccer fan, me, I am bringing yeah. it to America, right? Fantastic. It's so good. Right? It's the so, best part of this. Same level is the originator, right? That's the original OG beast level. That's the, the one you want to win. That's where the hammer is. Uh, so that's the uh, that's level one, right? And then we added level two, and we said, well, what do we call this? What a baseball, they call it the farm system. So we we're going to call this the farm level. We are curating the next great same level team owner, i.e. smoking blunts, right? So that's the idea. And if you if you win the farm level, then you are promoted to the same level. Now you're probably wondering- But you don't, you don't truly become a real same level A1 member. You become an A2 member, <laughs> which is that 
you weren't ever only in the same level. <laughs> I'm, de- I'm, desi- I'm coming up with this right now. Okay. Uh, the A1 members are people that have only ever been. If you've gone up and down, you don't keep A1 membership. You're either A2. If you get dropped down, you're B1. That indicates that you were in. This is from your same- visa status, right? In your, yeah, in your yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. What would be below the farm if we're doing a league below the farm? Hell. <laughs> the hell level. The hell league. <laughs> Slum level. I don't know. We'll think about it. Uh, but that's the idea, right? Is that promotion relegation? Now you're you're thinking the farm champion is promoted. Which spot do they take? How do you determine who is actually relegated out of same level? And it's not necessarily the last place team. Uh, there's also a reverse tournament that we like to call the AOL for reasons we won't get into because it just makes it more complicated. So we have the AOL tournament, and that includes the bottom four teams. Uh, at the beginning of the fantasy playoffs, they square off in a tournament that lasts three weeks. And there's four teams, three weeks. It means that, uh, and I'd have to refer to the Constitution, either the first round or the second round is is two legs. Uh, and it's two weeks worth. Second round. So the, second round is two legs. The championship uh, of the AOL to determine which team is relegated is is two rounds. So... That team that loses, you you advance in the AOL tournament by losing. So that team that loses the AOL tournament goes to the farm. All right. So that's how it works. And in the future, we could add, like we just inferred, we could add another level beneath the farm. And that would, you know, you'd have a promotion and relegation between the farm and that new level. And you'd have three levels. And this building would keep getting taller. So am am I describing this correctly so far? Yeah, you are. The only thing that doesn't make sense that isn't really included is the Omega level, which is like above all of this right. and you can't get into it unless you've already won right the same so, level so let's let's explain that next so the 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 new thing that we we've introduced two new things this year so the- also i just realized a mega level only works every two years unless like it, i mean say say i won this year mm-hmm. i go into the mega level this year you've got an uneven number of entrants no let me explain so uh, oh, okay. uh let's get to that so, so this is above my pay grade <laughs> yeah so this is this is something we haven't discussed very much, like you talked about earlier. People don't really care about it yet because it's so new. Uh, but it's something that I'm I'm putting in place, and I'm ba- I'm basically betting on the future. I think that people will care about this in the future. So we've added two new things: um, the omega level. Let's start there. So because that that kind of gives a point to the second thing. So the omega level is a third level that exists technically above everything, uh, but it's sort of separate, like proper said. Uh, There are two ways that you can get into the Omega level. But let me explain first. The Omega level is only six teams. It's a a half-size league. So there are only six teams. Uh, All the rules are the same, uh, except for the bench is twice as big. So you have 10 bench spots uh, and only six teams. So the team, the rosters are ridiculously stacked. Um, and you really have a, a, a decision every week as to whether who you're starting, even though you have, you know, Odell and Travis Kelsey and Devonte Adams and everyone that you could possibly want, you still have tough decisions to make because of how good your bench is. Um, so it's, it's a different dynamic. Uh, but in order to get into the Omega level, you have had to I have... The, I love the way you talk about that as like as though that's a situation you've been in. <laughs> you know when your bench is just so good that uh, yeah. that you... You know, it's like a, when the breast is like a bag of sand. It's like, what? Sorry, <laughs> I don't think you know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's a weird feeling. It's definitely a weird feeling. So the Omega level, the only way to get into the Omega level is to win the hammer, which means to win the same level. 
Um, so if you win the same level for years and years, you, you don't have anywhere to be promoted to, right? So this is what that does. You get promoted, but you don't leave the same level. That's the major difference here is that the Omega level is totally separate. If you are in the Omega level, it means that you are also in another level too, right? So you are in same level, you're in farm level, you're in a, a new level that we create in the future. Omega level exists in parallel, right? So you have a totally different roster in parallel and you have to manage both. Okay, so you have to win the hammer. It means you have to win the same level league. Uh, so that would mean that the the Omega level is the last six champions of the same level league. Uh, but we don't have six champions with us anymore. We have five. Thanks to Denver's defense. Yeah, we would have six, six points, uh, but we only have five. Uh, so currently we have the Illuminati, the aforementioned Illuminati. They are managing <clears throat> until next season, hopefully. When we get that new sixth team in the Omega level, then the Illuminati will just go back to doing uh, what they do best and making people mad. So that's how we operate it now. But so I guess that kind of describes it all. We're still we're still we're still discussing what exactly you win with the Omega level, other than you know your history and your bragging rights and your points and being able to say that you've won that. Um, but the way that I've described it, the last six winners, right? That means if you are not, you could have won the hammer in the past, but if you're not one of the last six people to do that, you're out. So you will be bounced out of the Omega level and someone will jump in. There's also, I keep remembering these things. I should have written it down. One last difference between the Omega level and the others is that keepers are twice as, or you keep twice as many. All right, you can still only keep them for two years, but you can keep four instead of two. All right, so that's how the Omega level works. But we've added one more thing. Do you Jesus Christ! <laughs> I keep it coming, and uh, we've now got a tournament. Introducing the Next Level Cup. All right, so the Next Level Cup, this was another idea, dictatorship-driven by me. I introduced this over the summer along with Omega. And the idea is, just like we said earlier, we didn't like calling them leagues or feeling like we were boxing anyone out. We want camaraderie. We really want a league of 24 people, not two of 12. And we don't ever get to play against each other, right? You have your league. I have my league. And it wouldn't make sense to have, you know, inner division or inner league, inner level games enter the next level cup. So the next level cup runs in parallel, sort of like the Omega level to our regular seasons. Now, this is not a separate roster. This is your actual roster in your farm or same level league. And it goes up against whoever's scheduled with you in this tournament. And the tournament is seeded based on the previous year's standings. And if you are like proper, or if you are like fourth and nine inches, that you were in the same level championship last year, it means that you get uh, a bye until, what get, is it? The, it's eight bye weeks. So you get... <laughs> When do I come weeks. into this? It's three rounds. I come in. I come in week seven. Yeah, that's when I start. Right. So week seven. Okay. Brilliant. Let me have a look. Okay. Chiefs playing. Lovely. That's all I care about. <laughs> yes. So you have multiple buys. Shit. No Houston. Fuck. Oh, that's not. Hey, no DeAndre. Okay. So what it does? Is oh no, it, that's playing. Oh, it's fine. It gives fine. you the fine. advantage. If you did well last year, you will likely get a couple of buys in the next level cup, and you won't have to start until later in the season, right? So this runs in parallel and each round is two weeks long. So it is two legs. You add, added them together, aggregate scores, and the winner moves on. So what this has given us the ability to do, 
It's two legs, um, so the opposite of Rizkin's quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) What this allows us to do is put same-level teams up against farm-level teams live. And you may have, you know, we both may have Aaron Rodgers, and that would just mean that they cancel out, and it would come down to everything else. Or it means... I may make a decision to start a different quarterback just to have that, you know, difference. Or if it comes down to Monday night and I can't have a wash, I have to win. I may start a different quarterback just to not make it a wash, right? So there's a different element there. Uh, But what is this tournament for? Who cares about the cup, right? It is just a tournament. Is there a cup? We're working on it, right? Oh, you, how dare you (laughs) call it a cup? If there's no bloody cup. So we are working on it. We are working on getting a cup that is similar to the Stanley Cup uh, and maybe not as big. Sorry, the biggest fucking cup that there is in sports. They're not that. I've got to ship this around when I win it, mate. Not that big, uh, but similar in style, right? Let's get let's get the size of the ashes. <laughs> so, so what do you get if you win the cup? You'll eventually get a cup. No cup. <laughs> yeah, no cup. But... Eventually, I think I could see us adding other bells and whistles where maybe you'll you'll win some balls, you'll win some other fun stuff. But the major thing that you win is a ticket to the Omega level. So that means you could be a farm team. You could not be promoted into the same level league. You could be a farm team going forward, but you could win that cup. And if you win that cup the following year, you get to play in the Omega level with all of those knuckleheads. And so that that brings us back to the Omega camel. level, right? Fucking so camel. It's a camel. <laughs> it is. It's so ridiculous. the Omega level, it will, it, it an ideal world would put it at three years. It's fully rotated because there could be two new people every year. A new hammer winner and a new cup winner would come in and replace the people that are there that are furthest behind. Right, or and bearing in mind, this is all assuming that the commissioner doesn't alienate his entire league in that time by being the biggest nerd. <laughs> that, could, that is on the way, man. That is definitely a possibility. Uh, but that's how it works, right? So now we have three levels. We have a tournament along the side. We've got three or four different side games going on. We've got balls everywhere. We've got sacks everywhere. We've got 24 people. We're looking at adding even more because this format can handle it. So... That's that is the league of levels. That is it. And and on the cherry on top of that is the one thing that we had to save for the very end of this list and that the is the hammer. Dented cherry. The dented cherry. Uh and so the hammer, right? And that's it that's what it's all about. If I had one final recommendation for all of you commissioners in this long-winded me telling you how to do your league segment, get a fucking nice trophy, all right? And that's what the hammer is. The hammer is the most beautiful trophy in the world until Forth actually dropped it and uh, now it needs to, to wear makeup in order to look beautiful. Um, get a good trophy for your league. It makes it nice. How did you go about getting our trophy? Titlecraft. So our, that's here, free sponsor, right? Uh, Titlecraft.com. It is a... <laughs> Tell him again, buddy. How did you go about <laughs> yeah. getting them? So I, I spent some time looking at fantasy trophies and I think most people... Because they're quite ubiquitous. Some of them are very similar... I've seen a lot of similar ones, but I haven't seen many like it's most of them are shit, right? Most of them are some dude who wanted to start a small business in his garage and he's gluing pieces of wood together. Most of them are shit. And most of them are have like the armchair quarterback, some gross thing. It's just stupid. But our trophy is 
uh, a beautiful thing. I can't really describe it. They used to make one that looked like the Lombardi Trophy, but made out of wood. Uh, then they got hit with a lawsuit, so now it's a little bit different than the Lombardi Trophy, but it is beautiful. If you, could, if, if, if you can imagine the um, the Sunseeker Pina Farina 1960s speedboat that James Bond drove, it's a, it's a beautiful combination of teak and chrome uh, athletic lines. <laughs> sexual it's sort of like you know that what's that that curvy figure was it called not the betty boop figure like that old woman mm-hmm. in america what's it called sally may no that's the insurance company what's the what's I'm that you know what I'm talking about? i don't know man it's 2019 what do you want me to do about it I don't know, man. all <laughs> i'm saying is it's a fucking pretty trophy splash <laughs> Um, get yourselves an awesome trophy it's super important uh, and that makes everything worth it right so obviously make sure that you have someone that handles the money and everyone gets paid on time and everyone has a, a good time because you have an Illuminati that keeps everyone you know from fighting with each other add some <laughs> side games in uh, add a tournament on the side think about adding levels if you're turning away people from your league think about adding another league fuck it right okay here's what I would say right and this is the everyman's Edition. Thank you. Let's wrap it up. If with you that. haven't, if you haven't already been converted to this ridiculous way of doing fantasy football, here's the main reason why you should do it. The more emotionally invested you get in the league, the more you will enjoy it. All right. And by the flip side, it, the more it'll hurt when you lose and don't do well. But that that's good because it means you know the happier you'll be when you win. And when you add in all of these little things, and when you have you know a close knit league that know what's going on and look forward to being in it. And it's an important part of their week and dare I say it, their lives during, you know, that part of the year. Yeah. All of this just makes it more enjoyable. You know, you don't want to be in a league where you're only enjoying it if you're winning or, you know, you're only enjoying it, you know, or you don't know that other people... Or all the, all the or, shitty teams you know, check out. Yeah. You know, and, and it also adds to the... I wouldn't say banter so much as, like painful insults because you know each other so well it's like you do like people do get pissed off because you know you do know how to hurt people's feelings because you've been doing this for literally years and years and it gets so much more emotional on every level you know well said Um, you know very well said so you know i mean put more effort into your leagues if you need help and it pays out keep listening to this podcast it seems sad but it is worth it for like a third of the year All right, Jackie Battle of the Week is back. And by the week, I mean the first quarter of the regular season for fantasy. And we are going to give it again. Sacks in the City. Sacks in the City undefeated first timer. First timer undefeated right now. And she is currently demolishing Booyah in the cup that we just talked about. So we may be seeing not only someone getting promoted to the same level, but promoted to Omega level. Uh, That's what we thought about Jack Hammer last year. And look where he is still <laughs> this year. True. Smoking Blunts came out of nowhere at the end to snatch that out from under him. That is true. But uh, let me, I'm pulling up her roster right now. Her roster is ridiculous. Um, So she's got Carson Wentz, not too shabby, uh, but she also has David Johnson, Joe Mixon, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey. She's got Adrian Peterson currently in her flex. The Rams defense, uh, Malcolm Brown on her bench, Carlos Hyde, Raheem Mostert. How do you say that? Mostert. Mostert. Golden Tate and T.Y. Hilton. So she is 
she's holding on to a lot of players that are 100% started in all CBS leagues. It just, you don't see rosters like this in the same level. And for the first year of a... Well, unless you're looking at my roster. <laughs> and then you have oh, yeah. a lot of problems because the same thing Splash. will happen as what happened last week is you start the wrong fucking people. That does happen, but sometimes if you're like Buddy and you've you know you've only got Corey Davis and fucking, I make the right call every time. And what, who's that Minnesota running back you've got on your bench? I, oh, no, he's gonna come in handy when Dalvin. Cook Sorry, what's his name? Off. Can you even Ma- name Madison? Him? First name Alexander. Ex- really? Mm-hmm. Okay, Alexander the Great. Fine. You know, you don't have any choice of who you're starting. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, I don't. Uh, but Saxon the City does, and she's making the right calls, and she's crushing it, so we're going to give it to her. Jackie Battle of the first quarter. <laughs> Moving on. What do we got here? Voicemails. Let me see. And nope, <clears throat> nothing. You guys suck. Moving on. Shit list. Shit list. I'll start it out. My shit list. I'm the... Uh, I'm the guy in charge at where I work, right? And uh, it's a digital company and we do everything via email, everything via Slack, like I just talked about. Uh, but my thing is I fucking hate it when people insist on calling me for everything, like just to tell me good morning, right? So being the person in charge will get you tons of people that constantly bother you, but just bother me with an instant message or an email that I could just star for later. Uh, but having to answer my phone all the time, Gives me anxiety. Yeah, by the way, leave us voicemails. But don't fucking call! (laughs) Don't call Um, me! Don't call me, you fuckers! (laughs) But leave a voicemail. (laughs) Literally, directly after that, the quick voicemails here. No voicemails, fucking no one, of course. People that annoy, people that insist on calling, really annoy me. (laughs) I'm just gonna say that to make it look like they're doing me a favor by not leaving voicemails. (laughs) What's on your shit list this week? Um, staying up, but again, Redskins being getting a prime time game. Um, it's just a waste of my time. Um, and I honestly asked myself, I said to the guy I work with, I was like, now this was Monday evening. I was like, do I stay up late for disappointment or get up early for disappointment? <laughs> Which is it? That's Sophie's choice. Um, I ended up doing both. Uh, I stayed up late to get as disappointed as I could before <laughs> I fell asleep on the sofa after Case Keenum's third interception. And then I woke up to, and that was the point where I was like, wait, we're still only two, two scores behind the fourth quarter when he threw the other pick. And there's nothing quite like starting your day before you've even had a piss <laughs> with watching the Redskins give up a fucking pick. I mean, it's just painful. Yeah, I would definitely um, err on the being disappointed by the notification on my phone when I wake up because it's like pulling off a Band-Aid. Yeah, and that's what I didn't want to do, is that I didn't want to turn on my phone not knowing the results, because there's no way you would have been able to, you wouldn't have been able to get through your phone without seeing an ESPN note or a Twitter (laughs) notification or, you know, fucking CBS reminding me that I lost, (laughs) which I didn't need room to thank you. I realized that, like all that sort of stuff. Um, and And the stupidest thing as well is, not that you would know, but if you ever go to a Monday night football game at FedEx, um... High decibels. Notice. I've been there for Monday Night Football. Yeah, you, yeah. You, unless you drive, you've got to get public transport home. And in DC, public transport finishes at eleven thirty oh, at night. Shit. So you need to leave the stadium at the end of the third quarter, regardless of what's happening in the game, in order to get home. And every time they'll show the Redskins losing or even winning, and there'll be like twelve people left in the stadium. Yeah. 
and everyone's like well look at the Redskins fans like bitch where are they going to fucking sleep in FedEx like they need to get home like you plan that stadium terribly they've got to walk all the way to fucking wherever the hell I actually is. I've been there for a Monday Night Football game I was a fucking kid and when I describe which game it was you'll see how long ago uh, I was there in the fucking last row of FedEx, all the way at the top, I could turn around and piss, right? And this was a Monday night game. I believe it must have been December because we brought, you know, seat warmers that you sit on and everything. This was the game that Gus Farratt gave himself a concussion by running into the wall. And uh, oh, yeah. I was I was a kid and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And we left. I, I don't I think it might have been like a tie or something. Like it was the dumbest thing ever. And I was so confused as a kid and never went back again. <sighs> yeah, Gus Perot. I mean, it's kind of like it was kind of like the butt fumble of the nineties. Yeah, that was after he scored a touchdown in celebration. Yeah, into the wall. It's one of it's, it's one of uh, the NFL's craziest moments. Yeah, I was there. I was, um, I'll tell my grandkids that. So, anyways, moving on. My love list is programming, and that is like a hot and cold relationship. I've recently gotten back into it. I'm going to tell you guys this, leagueoflevels.com. Check it out. Uh, it is really just a hodgepodge right now. There's just a bunch of empty pages, uh, but the live scoring works, uh, individual matchups. This is probably something I, I should have thrown into the, the main topic today of recommendations for your league. Create your own website, right? This is probably... No, I mean, you're, you're insane. Far beyond okay. what most people would do. Far beyond anyone's capabilities at all. Uh, if you have the ability to do this, you should be working from home in your Florida mansion <laughs> getting paid fucking shitloads of money as the president. But most people aren't like that, all right? Unlike me, who forgets my own internet passwords for Gmail, <laughs> I'm not going to fucking come up with somehow program a bloody website. When you put programming down, I thought you meant, like, scheduling. I was like, yeah, sure, late night... Games yeah, nightmare I've in England, but no, it means right. if you didn't realize that Buddy was a programming nerd by everything he said mm -hmm. up until this point, he's a programming nerd. <laughs> so sometimes I hate it. Typically, when I'm doing it for work or if something doesn't work right, uh, but building fantasy stuff with code, it it makes me feel like a kid again. I feel like I'm like learning how to do it all over again. It's fun, uh, but that's my recommendation for commissioners. If you do know, even if you're not like the best, if you just know HTML and you know how to put a website out there, it's good for your league to have a history of what the fuck happened, right? So What's that noise? Yeah. It looks like I just lost my soundboard here. That sucks. <laughs> program program a better I, fucking I'm, soundboard. I'm talking about my programming, and it looks like... Uh, I forgot to bring my my charger in here for the laptop, so we don't have any more outro music. Brilliant. We'll have to add it. Shall in. I do my love list then? You can edit that one in. I'll just finish up, and you can just stick that one in at the end. Yeah, we'll just edit it in um, later. God, it's fine because we get to uh, bookmark the episode with the same things we open with. And my love list yeah. is Antonio Brown, or more importantly, the fact that you own Antonio Brown, um, and I own Josh Gordon. And for a second there, and it literally was a second, I was very worried that Josh Gordon was going to drop down in value because you and I played each other week one. You didn't have Antonio Brown on the Patriots at that point. It would have been very annoying had we played each other in week two when he <laughs> did very well yeah, for you. 14. And exactly. And I don't think regardless of how the Antonio Brown situation is shaped out, regardless of how my Josh Gordon situation is shaped out, I never would have lived that down. If I'd lost to you that week, us both playing the same 
yeah, teams receivers. In hindsight, especially those players, the way the conversation was, and it was really heated, and yeah, it was it was th- those two players in particular, and that would have been the difference. Yeah, so that yeah, it was painful for me. And then not only I literally cursed out loud when I saw he'd been traded to the Patriots, <laughs> and the fir- that was the first thing I thought was. <laughs> Fucking hell, my Josh Gordon value's gone down and Buddy owns him. It was like a double <laughs> punch in the fucking face. It was very nice, um, man. But uh, yeah, the Antonio Brown thing. I, so it's on your love list that he's gone and now Josh is... So it's, on, it's on my love list that A, it's basically Josh Gordon's on my love list. Because as we all know, or some people might not know, I had a vision, I had a dream that I win the league with Josh Gordon. I don't know which league it is, but I've drafted him in all leagues this year to give myself the best opportunity to win. And for a second, was very worried that he was going to be useless. But then, not only did Antonio Brown leave the Patriots, but Julian Edelman's had a fucking chest injury. So it's all Josh Gordon and Philip Dorsett, and I think Josh is going to eat. Yeah. I am benching him this week, obviously, because <laughs> they're against the Bills. But in future... Are you really? You're benching be- him because it's the Bills? Yeah, because Larry Fitzgerald has been blowing up on my bench well, the last three fair. weeks. And it's really annoying that... Now he's going to do shit this week. Now Josh is going to blow it. Now they've switched him around. I'm sure they talk to each other, knowing where they've been placed on my roster, depending on how well they want to do. Anyway, anything else to add before we get the fuck out of here? No, check out National Vintage League, as always. Um, I will, obviously, anyone in the league, just hit me up through the DMs and I'll sort you out. I know Blitzed, you're after a Colts uh, satin bomber i've got one coming in um hit me up and i'll put it aside when it comes in and we can work something out um we're doing okay we just sent a load of stuff to Jalen mills osio manure is going to sign some stuff for us giving away a jim brown shirt for our eleven thousandth followers like it's going good check us out check out the instagram if you don't follow already what is it again national vintage league national vintage league check that out get some cool merch shit is tight they got some nice zubass i'm eyeing them all right, so that's it. Yep. You want to hit us up? Hit us up at same level on Twitter. Also, if you want to see what this these levels are starting to look like, if you're interested, leagueoflevels.com. It's going to be an actual website soon. There'll be more shit there, but you can kind of see how the levels work. You can see it. And you can also go to slffl.com to see the full next level cup tournament bracket. And that gives you a much better idea as to how the bye weeks work and how you can actually mix two leagues together into one single tournament. Awesome shit. Uh, so at same level on Twitter, leagueoflevels.com. Also, don't forget to leave us a voicemail. Just don't call my actual cell phone. Call <laughs> the voicemail line, 407-984-7024. That's 407 That number again. 984-7024. That's it for a proper uh, and for 10 foot, wherever the fuck he is. I'm Buddy Danger. This is the same level. We'll see y'all at some point in the future. Later. Later. <laughs>